Two guys not related, yet somehow are given the same name. It's time for the Two Daves podcast, where we'll answer the age-old question, are two Daves better than one? And now, here's Dave and Dave. Welcome back to the Two Daves Nation, where nine out of ten therapists refuse to listen to the Two Daves podcast for fear of having personal setbacks themselves. Hey, I'm Dave. And I'm the other Dave. And this ain't tacos. We want to make sure that you subscribe on YouTube and click the bell there to remind you every week when a new Two Daves episode is out. Not just YouTube, but whatever whatever format you happen to be listening to it on, whatever platform you can subscribe and share with your friends. And we just think that'd be great. But you know what, Dave? What? It is time. For what? It is time for the Two Daves Fact of the Day. Tonight, this week, sponsored by Muppet Screams in a Bag. Yeah, that's right. We forced Muppets to scream into a bag. Hear the sound of Fozzie Bear scream, yaka, 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 or Kermit the Frog scream, hi-oh. Wait wait a minute. What what did Fozzie Bear scream? Was it yaka, 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 or what was it? I think it was waka, waka, waka. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, whatever hey they, they're the ones that made the mistake so that's right that's right or miss piggy scream hi-ya <laughs> i said you do it kermit in the how would kermit's voice say again i don't i don't know i don't know oh, okay anyway uh muppets scream in a bag fun for the whole family and guaranteed fresh right out of the bag and now the two days fact dave i don't know i'm having too much fun with the sponsor <laughs> It's All a pretty right. good one tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fact may be a little underwhelming after that, but here's the, is. here's the fact of the day. The chicken and the ostrich are the closest living relatives of the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm. Now, I believe that because have you ever seen those chicken videos, the roosters where they chase the, the little kids around the house? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you afraid of chickens, Dave? Uh, um, yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't, I've never held a chicken before. So I'm fascinated with chickens, especially roosters, how they crow and stuff. I think I talked about that not too long ago, but yeah. Well, uh, how about you? Do you like ostriches? Yeah. I don't have any problem with ostriches (laughs) or chicken. Now, have I held an ostrich (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) or a chicken? No ostrich. Uh, no, I've never held an ostrich. Now, one time we had some friends who were raising emus, which are a lot like ostriches. And we were getting a picture of Jessica, our oldest, when she was like, I don't know, two years old, maybe. And the emu bit her on the arm. And we actually have a picture of that happening. So That's a that's a proud moment right there. For it, her. Is, it really is. What's really proud is that the, is my wife is holding my daughter. And while my daughter is screaming her head off, my wife is laughing. And to this day, Jessica hates that picture. <laughs> well, okay. So does she not like emus now? She hates emus now. Yeah. Well, my son, Clay, he hates chickens. He used to sleepwalk. And there was times that he had dreams about chickens. So one night we wake up and Clay's running around. He's going in our in our bedroom, running around in all over the house, middle of the night. And all he's... He's saying, get away from me, get away from me. 
and we put him back to bed. Well, we talked to him and he's like, the chicken's chasing me. So uh, we have fun with that one. Uh, well, you know what? That's kind of going along with what we're talking about tonight. Memories. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, before we get there, Dave, uh, yeah. how well do you know television history? Well, um, I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as, oh, no, 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 no. I know what you're doing. Yep. You're going to give me another test, aren't you? Yep, that's right. You know, the response has been so overwhelming of how people love it when I give you a test. And so tonight, it's uh, how well do you know your 70s television history? Well, we're about ready to find out if I know my 70s television history. I don't, I mean, I loved to watch TV when I was a kid, but I don't know. We'll see how well, we do on this. I can't believe that you like to do this to me. I love doing this to you, and I'm going to keep track of the score. It's my scoring system again. Yes. Okay? So you'll learn it as we go through the game. Okay. All right. So I've picked out 11 questions to ask. Why you. 11? That seems like a strange number. Well, that's a Dave's dozen. Oh, okay. A Dave's yeah. dozen. All yeah. Right. Okay. So anyway, here we go. You ready? Yes. First one. Are you I'm ready? ready? I'm ready. Okay, first one. The MASH character, this MASH character, was also a network boss on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Who was it? A MASH character or an actor on MASH? Okay, an actor. An act. He, he's, he was on MASH, but he was also a network. Well, he played a network producer. On yes. All right, hang on just a second, because I love. Don't be Mash. looking at. Don't be looking at your computer. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm really thinking because I love Mash and I love Mary Tyler Moore Show, so I'm just trying to think of who was a network producer on the Mary Tyler Moore Show that was also a character on Mash. I. You know what? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Ooh. Now the scoring system is one point for being correct. Negative two for being incorrect and negative four points for not knowing. So, <laughs> all right. So, in other words, give an answer whether it's right or wrong. That's right. Gavin McLeod. He was on MASH. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing out a name. So, I'm wrong. Okay? You're way better trying to figure out a MASH character. Okay. Uh, a, a MASH character, Wayne Rogers. Mm -mm, no, sorry. Negative two points right now. All right, it's tell me the David answer. Ogden Styers. Oh, you know what? I remember him now being on Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, okay. He was Mel Price. He he was the stutter on this yeah. show that could not handle pressure. That's why he stuttered. Yeah, I remember that now. Okay. He wasn't okay. a regular. That was just, he was a guest star. Okay. Yeah, but I said he was also okay. I know he I was know. on more than once. I know you you didn't say that he was he was a regular. Yeah, I get it. Oh. I know. Okay, I'm not, okay. I'm not faulting you. Here we go. Question two. Okay. Richie, Marion, Ralph, Howard, Roger, Arthur, Lenny, and Cindy. Which two names are not part of the Happy Days cast? You want to read those again? Richie, Marion, Ralph, Howard, Roger, Arthur, Lenny, Cindy. How am I doing on these questions so far? 
Okay, I'm going to go with Roger and Lenny. Oh, you're you're wrong. I'm sorry. Roger was Ted McGinnis's. Uh, oh, I Ted McGinley or whatever his name is. Ted McGinley. Yeah, yeah. I'd stop watching it before you came on. Lenny and Cindy. Lenny and Cindy. They were they were on. The, yeah. Of course, you know you're kind of throwing things off because you're using actors' names and you're interspersing them with character names. <laughs> I was consistent with the characters' names here, though. Whatever. Okay. Next. So now you're negative four. Okay, you're not doing very well. Okay. Now this is double, double, double points here. Okay. Double points. So if you get this right, I'm going to give you two points. All right. Okay. On the sitcom Taxi, Mm -hmm. which actor played Bobby Wheeler? Andy Kaufman, Jeff Conaway, Tony Danza, or Danny DeVito? Jeff Conaway. That is correct. Woohoo! Two points. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. What was the last name of the nosy neighbor Gladys from Bewitched? Kravitz. That's correct. Minus one. Very good, Dave. All right. Very good. Okay. Here we go. Who was Captain Kangaroo's famous farmer friend? Mr. Gr- Mr. Green Jeans. Mr. Green Jeans. That's correct. Good job. You're yeah. back to even now. All right. That away. Okay. Now this is triple points. Oh. Now you can choose. Do you want to do triple points or just want regular? Oh, I don't care. Points. You got to tell me. You got to tell me. Okay, okay. Okay. Triple points. Triple. Okay. Points. Good. I'm doing this because this is a presidential question. Ah. Okay. Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Who was the only U.S. president to say the famous line, live from New York, it's Saturday night? Ooh, that's a good one. Who was the only Do you remember what decade we're dealing with here again? Oh, we're talking about the 70s. That's correct. So that limits you. It does. I'm well, just I'm trying just, to help. Uh, uh, I'm trying to help my friend. I'm going to say Gerald Ford. That is correct. Woohoo! Okay, that's plus three points right there. All right. Okay. Here we go. What year did Little House on the Prairie debut? I'm going to say 1974. You are so correct. Really? Okay. Very good. Plus four. This is making me mad. Okay, here we go. On the Carol Burnett show, which earlobe did Carol tug on for her grandmother? I'm so glad we've had this time together. Her left. That is correct. Good job. Plus five. Woo, this is good. Are you ready for a double point? I guess so. I'm trying not to get too cocky here. Okay. What show announced, hey, you guys? Hey, you guys. I remember this. Hey, you guys. But I don't remember this. Uh, okay, but I've got to come up with an answer. 70s. Hey, from the 70s. Hey, you guys. Welcome back, Connor. I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. Double points plus also means double points negative. Oh. So minus four points right there. 
You're at plus one right now. Right. What's the answer? It was the electric company. Oh, the electric company. Okay. All right. You're still in the positive. All right. Okay. Here we go. Which TV undercover cop had a cockatoo named Fred? Uh, Beretta. That's correct. Now, for a bonus five points, no negative here if you get it wrong. Okay. For a bonus five points, can you name the chorus of the song, of the theme song? What now? Okay, you're going to have to ask that again because I have no idea what you just said. From the theme song. Okay. What was the chorus? From what theme song? From Beretta. Oh, from Beretta. Oh, no, I can't remember that. That's been too many years ago. It has a bird in it. Okay, good. I don't remember. Okay. Keep your eyes on the sparrow. Really? Yeah. Huh. Mm. Didn't know that. I, I thought you would know that. No, man. No, that, that goes way back. Okay, now you have two points. You okay. can wager up to five points. How much would you like? I'm not a gambling man. This isn't a gamble. This is just. All right, I'll, I'll wager two points because I'm not going to go below zero. Okay. Okay. Finish this line. There's no need to fear. Blank is here. There's no need to fear. There's no need to fear. Wonder Woman is here. Let me say it the way it goes. There's no need to fear. Blank is here. Wonder Woman is here. Oh, my goodness. What is it? You ended up even. Zero points. Yeah. Underdog. Underdog. I never watched Underdog. Evidently. Yeah, shut up. Shows. <laughs> shows. All right, listen. In this episode, we want to talk about memories. And there's all different kinds of memories. There's Evidently, memories. you have bad memories from I'm the 70s, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I'm having okay. bad memories about this episode. <laughs> uh, now, there's, there's different kinds of memories. There's We all know what good memories are. We all know what bad memories are. We're not going to discuss bad memories tonight because down the road, we are going to have an episode where we talk about the you know bad side of memories. Tonight, we're right. talking about the good side. Yeah. So uh, if your house caught on fire, Dave, and you were home, what things would you want to make sure, if you could, take with you out of the house? Yeah. Well, you know, that's a question I think that a lot of the people have been asked hypothetically. And I think the, the answer that a lot of us would give, the first answer we give is, is photographs. Now, having said that, we have pictures all over the house. So if my house was on fire, I'm not sure that that's a realistic goal. But um, but certainly pictures and things that were given to me or made made for me over the years. Yeah, the the the, the important things. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Yeah, same thing. I we have some boxes that are, you know, already put together with our keepsakes and stuff. Good. The ones that aren't out. You know, um, uh, I think a good idea would be even to get a safe. You can get a small safe and put some of those things in. If nothing else, instead of pictures of course I, I realize that now we do everything digital but put negatives in of, of, of pictures you know that are not digital well you know i think uh there are some companies out there that will digitize all that stuff for you you yeah. know that would be good. um but you know let's face it most people don't think a fire is going to happen to their house exactly exactly 
But you know, back in the 2000s, uh, British psychologists Gregory Jones and Marianne Martin ran a series of three simple studies in both Europe and the United States, essentially asking participants that hypothetical question, if you could save one object from a fire, what would you save? One object. And the answer was clear. When people choose among the objects in their everyday life, the dominant characteristic of the objects on which they place the greatest value is the capacity to evoke memories. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a direct quote from Jones and Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like, like, uh, like we mentioned, photographs, jewelry, mm. ornaments, yeah. childhood toys. All of these things won out over stuff that would be a little bit more expensive, like laptops and clothing and cars and other high value items. Yeah. So the objects we receive as gifts can play a critical role in our lives. I mean, you know, a critical role, I would say, sometimes a very funny role in our life as well. Yeah. Uh, But not all objects in our possession are special. Many of us own a lot of stuff, but not all worth saving in a fire for sure. Oh, man. Um, Matter of fact, we own some stuff that I wouldn't mind just setting a match to. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear you. Get rid of this junk, man. Yes. We were going to have a garage sale, but Lord, Lord, the Lord helped us. He took it away. with One strike of the match. Lord send the fire. (laughs) He's an all consuming fire, right? Uh, Well, in the early 1980s, Notre Dame sociologist, Eugene Halton, did a survey of 80 plus middle and lower class families in the Chicago area. Now, this is interesting. Um, And they painstakingly detailing the objects in their living rooms and then asking a basic question. What are your most special possessions? Yeah. And I think this is good for for every one of us to do uh, kind of good exercise. But it's interesting that the rich and the poor homes had obvious differences in what they own reflective of their wealth. You know, the rich families had uh, more pieces of artwork, for instance. Uh, But when you ask people what their most special objects are, a lot of the class distinctions dropped out. That's what Holton says. And he says, and other things came in, such as family photographs that aren't necessarily expensive. So the special objects were those that centered on life events or people, uh, things like um, wedding rings, portraits, inherited candlesticks, and so on. About actually about 40% of the most meaningful objects in a home were either gifts or inherited. And um, it's, it's very interesting that the expensive things, things like the things I mentioned earlier, like artwork, cars, all of these, all of these things can be insured, you yeah. know, but memories, you can't insure memories. You no. can't put, you can't put a premium on those things. Yeah, I think uh, we've talked about this before, but I think the most wealthiest man when he's on his deathbed because of uh, some kind of disease would not say, oh, I wish I had more time to work in the office. Oh, I wish I had more time to do this. What they're what they're wanting is I wish I had my health back. I wish I could spend more time with my family. You know, those those are the things that that matter. Absolutely. So and there was a survey that was done about uh, which keepsakes do this was a British survey, yeah. which keepsakes right. do Brits treasure the most. And I have a feeling that probably the Brits aren't a whole lot different than the Yankees here in no. this particular uh, instance, but it's the most valuable keepsakes. You know that the number one most valuable keepsake 
per 47.5% old photographs of family and friends. And I would agree. I would probably be in there too. Yeah. I'd agree. I have, I have an aunt who listens, uh, aunt Karen, she listens a lot and, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, she has a lot of, uh, photos of history of, of our family Mm. and, um, it's really cool. Yeah. I think those are very, you know, special things to have. Yeah. What's the number number two thing, Dave? Well, this surprised me to tell you the truth. Yeah. Now I have some of these. I really do. And that is old birthday cards from people. That was 35.2%. You know, I used to keep birthday cards, but you just get so many and you don't have enough room to keep them. And uh, after a while, you know, I mean, yeah, it was, I'm glad that somebody thought to give me a birthday card, but I just can't keep them all. So I don't keep them anymore. Normally yeah. what we do in our, in our home is if, when somebody sends us a birth, if somebody sends us birthday cards, we take and we put them up on our piano to display for say three or four weeks. And then after that, we throw them away. Yeah. yeah that's why I don't send you a card because you yeah. throw my cards away. Well, and you know what, that brings up an interesting question. I don't think the greeting card industry is nearly as, as, um, as, uh, what am I trying to say is, uh, I, Re- I don't, what are you saying as relevant today as, uh, well, that isn't what the word I was thinking of, but I don't think it produces as much as it did before. I don't think people will send cards like they used to, do they? Well, I know like um, for Pastor Appreciation Day and different things, birthday, our people still respond to that. But I think overall, you're right. Yeah. Um, I, it's because, you know, there's Facebook. It's today, somebody's anniversary, somebody's birthday. Okay, I'm just going to write something on that. Yeah. People don't send letters. People don't send cards because it's inconvenient and costs money, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. What are the next well, anyway, couple things? The number three most valuable keepsake, 25.1% said children's drawings. Hmm. Do you have those? We have some. We yeah. don't have nearly as many as we used to. And again, for the same reason, they were really cute. We got them. And then we look back on it and we go, okay, it's still cute. But mm, yeah, there are some that are very meaningful to us. And we've kept those. But Right, yeah. right. And then historical newspaper cut- cuttings. I, I have that. I have uh, oh, yeah. things of like when, you know, the World Trade Center and yeah. just different things like that. Calendar explosion. Yeah. Next it gives time. a list of more here, jewelry, you know, love letters. Um, I like this VHS videos or home movies. I mean, that's, that's super eights or whatever. That's more our generation, Yeah. yeah. you know, um, children's baby clothes, childhood teddy bear. Now, guess what? In my office is a teddy bear that my mom has kept and Aww. she gave it to me just a couple years ago and that's, i have it in my office that's so sweet dave you and yeah. your teddy bear that's awesome and when my wife doesn't like me i take my teddy bear home and sleep with my teddy bear yeah well you know what i had a favorite teddy bear when i was a kid it was smoky the bear and i i, I peed on that thing so many times it's <laughs> i had to get several versions of him because i just ruined the other ones oh my goodness yeah we need to bring Marcia back on and talk about that. We do. I think we definitely do. But Dave, why do we hold on to items like that? Well, I, you know, of course they, they hold value because of memories. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're talking about tonight of memories, but 
Um, there's probably some deeper issues that go with that as well. What, what would happen if we took some of those items that held memories? What would happen if we threw them away? Would we lose the memory? We, we wouldn't lose the memory. I think there's some, and we're not talking about the, the sad memories tonight as much as um, like there's some that have lost their family members at a young age yeah. or their children at a young age. And it's just very special to them, but it's never going to take the memories away. Of right, course. Exactly. Case in point, my, my father passed away, you know, uh, about a year and a half ago. Yes. And I, uh, he had his favorite chair that sat there in the front room of the house. And even after he passed away, the chair was there. Nobody sat in it, but his chair huh. was there. Well, uh, recently my mom went ahead and, and sold the chair and I went back home earlier this month and walked in the door and saw that it was gone. And I immediately have a pro had a problem with it. I didn't think I would. I knew she'd gotten rid of it and had no problem with her getting rid of it. But when I saw it wasn't there, I instantly had a problem with it. Why did it take away memories from my dad? No, absolutely not. Um, but there's obviously something very closely associated with items. We're, we're not throwing the memory away, but it just seems like it's something tangible that we can touch, that we can hold that a memory doesn't have. I think that's what you were trying to get to, wasn't it? Because yeah. it's not yeah. that it takes the memories away, but it's something that you can touch, read, see, you know, feel, sit yeah. in, whatever. Exactly. You know, and over, uh, over 60 percent of people say that they store these items because they bring back happy memories. And however, there are, there are other reasons, though, that we hang on to them. And that's there's kind of some other things we're trying to get to. Yeah. Well, in fact, over 30% of people admitted that they only keep things because they feel guilty mm -hmm. if they throw it away. Have you ever felt guilty by throwing stuff away? Oh, or have yeah. you ever kept on to something because you felt guilty? You would have felt guilty. And oh, I'm too sentimental. It's it's too that there's issues with that. So <laughs> well, yeah. I think some like some of those children's drawings. I think I think that's some sometimes why we hold on to them is when we feel yeah. guilty, we think like. Well, but this is something that our kid did for us. Yeah, our kid doesn't yeah. even remember it, and our kid doesn't even isn't even impressed with it. So no, they don't yeah. even care. Yeah. Well, forty percent intended to pass items down to their children, probably items that their children didn't want. Right, right. right. Now, there's some things that my dad's already handed down to me that I think are very cool, and it means a lot to me. Yeah. And I don't think about those things because I would rather have my dad alive than gone yeah. and having, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, I tell you what we've been doing at our house. We have been doing some, some cleaning up. Uh, we've been going through every room in our house, every item, just getting rid of stuff, selling stuff, donating stuff, throwing stuff away. And so we've had to make some decisions. And I think one of the questions that I've had to ask myself is, down the road, down the road, will I regret this? Like right now, I'm kind of in the mood to, I'm in the mode to just kind of uh, <laughs> pare down. I'm in the, yeah. I'm in the mode to kind of, you know, check stuff the out shape. the window, huh? Yeah. But down the road, a few years, will I look back and go, you idiot, why did I throw that away? I, I think that's, yeah. that's an important question to ask. I think that's some of the guilt, maybe when it is throwing, yeah. you're, you're going to, it's going to be regret. Yeah. 
Well, and then this is funny. 10% of people, they hold on to keepsakes because they're high in monetary value. But the reality is that's only 10%. So that's not at the height of why people keep stuff. That's right. Yeah. So now that we had, we found some other things and we won't go through all this, but there were top five items. I think we should do this one. Top five yeah. items we feel guilty throwing away. And again, this is kind of, uh, you know, I've not had this happen, neither of you, but 39.5% is when people throw away their ex-partner's clothes. Yeah. Well, especially if it, we're talking about a deceased partner, you know, that I'm sure yeah. that's, that's some guilty feelings. to. That's, that's true. That's true. The next one was inherited furniture, you know, sure. kind of what you were talking about. Sure. Feel guilty with that. Uh, this one I can understand a pet collar. Yeah, it's tough. We, uh, and in this cleaning out process, we did, we found some collars, you know, from dogs and cats that we've had in the past. And we did make the decision to go ahead and get rid of them. And, I, and you know what? It was tougher than some of the decisions we had to make. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's weird what pets do to us. Yeah. Um, well, you could have put it on the one that you taxidermied. <laughs> Never mind. You have to yeah. listen to one of those yeah, podcasts of ours. One. Yeah. And then children's medals and badges. Mm -hmm. And then the last one was children's school books. Yeah. My kids yeah. would say burn those. Yeah. Well, and you, what you got to realize, like sometimes with the children's medals or badges, um, sometimes they mean more to us than they do to our children. You know, like, for yeah. example, we have in our bedroom, we have a trophy that one of our daughters won at camp, church camp. She won the Fruit of the Spirit Award for that particular week at camp. And we have it in our room. <laughs> you know why we have it in our room? Why? She doesn't want it in her house. <laughs> oh, man. Are you keeping it? Well, we still have it. Oh, boy. So, I don't she, know. Yeah, well, there's top five items that we want to pass down to children. Quickly go over those, Dave, would you? Yeah, those inherited jewelry from a loved one. And I think that's important. Yeah, it is. Uh, their baby clothes. I have uh, some of those locks of their child's hair. You, ooh. <laughs> ooh, you don't yeah. do that. Yeah, we do. I oh, have okay. uh, their childhood teddy bear or toy. I think we've just discussed that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and wedding dress or suit. I couldn't even fit into mine. I can tell you, you know, that. Uh, that, that my girls cannot fit into my wife's wedding dress. Uh, it's too small for, for any of them. She was, Pretty petite when we got married. Yeah. Top five items that bring back happy memories. Dave, that talk can get you into a whole lot of trouble if you keep on opening well, I'm your not mouth and on. talking. I'm not okay. keeping on. I just made a okay. statement. And okay. you're the one that now is trying to hammer the thing. No, no I'm just saying. What, was it, what were you trying to say? That was then and this is now? So I don't know. I'm trying to say that there are five items that bring back happy memories. The top five <laughs> items that bring back happy memories. Well, Old photographs, number one, and this is 72.6% of respondents, old photographs yeah. of family and friends. This next one, does no, letters from loved ones. Except I have a letter from my grandmother, my, grand, my grandparents, uh, maybe some from my mom and dad. But I... I find it difficult to throw away letters from love, special letters, letters of encouragement that I've received from people over the years. I do find it difficult to throw those away. Yeah. The one that my mom sent me the other day was 
Dave, we've decided we don't like you anymore, so please don't come over to our house. Yeah. So, Did you keep that? I kept it. Yeah, that's good. You can use it as ammo later. That's right. But anyway, old birthday cards, we discussed that. Um, a positive pregnancy test. <laughs> that could bring back bad memories. <laughs> I kept mine. <laughs> <laughs> and childhood drawings. We discussed that a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, not only do we keep these items, but we like to display a lot of them. That's now, right. I know that sometimes we keep them away in a box. And that's another thing that we had to we talked about as we've been cleaning out. We never look at these things. We keep them away in a yeah. box. Is it that important yeah. to us? So, but a lot of memories we like to display. And there's a lot of things uh, that we store that have memory, uh, memory value to us. But there are certain items that each person or family likes to display in their homes, their offices, their, I don't know, whatever, their car, whatever. You know, as we were getting this together, Dave, it made me want to go through boxes that I haven't gone through for a while. Um, yeah, you know what? That is it is fun. And I told you that I went back home to Iowa uh, earlier this month. Yeah. And one of the things that my mom wanted to do was to go through some boxes of stuff so that she could throw some stuff away. And I'll tell you what, we wound up spending hours and hours going through stuff. And it was pretty cool to see memories. I bet you that was fun with your mom. It was. And my daughter was there and she loved it. Um, she was having, she was, she's kind of trying to, she's, she's really renewed an interest in her genealogy. And so she found a lot of interest in it that even sometimes my mom didn't have. Yeah. yeah. I didn't do well at that subject in school. What's that? I wasn't good at shapes and angles and all that kind of stuff. Geography? Oh, no. Duh. Yeah, yeah. I said genealogy. Oh, okay. I, I can tell you weren't good at a lot of subjects in school. <laughs> uh, let's go on. Okay. okay yeah. Let's go on. Yeah. Okay. Let's so, go on now. Yeah. Again, there are all types of memories. So, you know, we, we said there's good, there's bad, painful, funny. Um, some memories try that we try to hide or suppress in our lives and other memories we like to put on display. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you mentioned earlier, Dave, but I, I just want to re remind people that we've decided to build, deal with both sides of memories. And in a few episodes following this one, we're going to have a guest. His name is Rob Shepard, and he was uh, in the military. He got a Purple Heart over in Iraq. And uh, he's going to talk about his journey through PTSD because there are things that can stress. trigger. Yeah. 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 But they can trigger bad stressful memories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anyway, that's, but um, anyway, let's, um, let's talk about displaying these uh, memories. But first, before we do that, Dave, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about what triggers memories, because it's got to be more than just photographs, right? Sure. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's things that are, that are not tangible. Uh, like, for instance, even certain smells, certain odors, yeah. uh, like for example, let's say you smell the rain. Yeah, that that brings back a lot of memories, you know, over the years, or sounds, songs that you hear. You know, maybe you hear a maybe you hear a song that was a favorite song of your uh, of your childhood or something, or or when you were raising kids, or maybe when you were dating your wife and or and, young. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they just they bring up a, they they evoke a lot of memories. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the other day, 
And some of these triggers, they surprise you, uh -huh. you yeah. know? So I'm eating at this restaurant and a certain smell triggered my mom's cooking. Oh yeah. And it was weird how it brought me back to that. And I'm like, Oh boy. Yes. Well, uh, you remember, you remember the movie Ratatouille? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the famous critic, the food critic yeah. that came and ate? And when he took a bite of the ratatouille, which is, is ratatouille was not a, a uh, was not a classy dish. It was a common dish. Right. He took a bite of it, you know, in that way that only Pixar can do. He flashed back all the way to his childhood. That that flavor reminded him of a very special time in his childhood. And he that tough critic just melted away just eating that ratatouille. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I think there's um, things like TV shows. Sure. Can remind you of movies. Uh, do you have Disney Plus, Dave? I don't know if you have yes, that or not. Yes. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I have is I love nostalgia, Disney nostalgia. And there's some things that take you way back. And it just it just uh, brings me back to a different time, you know. Uh, maybe visiting a place and all of a sudden it brings back memories as well. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, yeah. Uh -huh. there's lots of things. Uh, you know, even even seasonal patterns such as, let's say, snow. Snow brings back a lot of memories. Uh, yes. People go walk in the snow and it just there's just something about it. Just memories flood back. Snow isn't the only seasonal pattern, but I think it may be the biggest one. OK, so there's three holidays that really. Uh, trigger things with me. One is the Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Okay. okay. This the smell of the fireworks and all that mm. kind of stuff yeah. is is something. Two is Thanksgiving. Mm. Yeah, uh, the the weather outside. It's usually not super cold, but the smells inside are you know it just yeah. you don't get that all yeah. the time. And then Christmas, of course, the smells of Christmas, the yeah. the the lights of Christmas, all those kind of things. I thought you were going to say President's Day because I'm telling you what those specials oh, in, in the stores they bring back all kinds of memories. But anyway, of Dan, of Dan Quell, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But psychologists tell us that memories they aren't stored in our brain, you know, like books in a library, but it's more like a jigsaw puzzle, and uh, the the different parts of our brain has to put them together at different times, and so that's why objects and smells and photos are are triggers that put those memory pieces and the emotions that go with them together. Yeah. So helping people display these memories is really a multi-million dollar business in America. Oh, I mean, just go to Hobby Lobby or online, you'll find all kinds of products um, like shadow boxes, um, unique photo frames, uh, other things to help promote or display these, um, these memories. You know? well, and there's there's people that um, or companies that will take your um, that will take your analog stuff. You take your pictures and your your eight millimeter home movies and yeah. even your videotape, and they'll digitize them all. Uh, you know, and they, they, it's it's pretty pricey to do it, but I mean that's what they're doing is they're giving you your memories. Well, let me add, if Legacy Box would like to sponsor us, Legacy Box, um, thank you. Was, we would remember. we would love to have them sponsor us. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and people decorate their homes with memories, you know, yeah. photos all over the walls. Uh, my wife and I do a lot of cleaning uh, homes and we see what people value as far as memories are concerned because they're the, the pictures that they place 
on tables and on walls. Yeah. There's a lot of other ways to decorate your homes and office with memories. Yeah. So, you know, Dave and I thought we would kind of go through some of the things that we put on display. If you come to my office, I, I think it's a, a a cool office to go to. My wife thinks it's it's, it's some a, kind of it's a shrine to golf. <laughs> well, no, other things as well, Dave. Oh, other okay. things as well. But but my wife thinks it's like a bazaar or something like that. You know, it's some it's kind bizarre. of, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know how you want to do this, Dave, but I can say one of the things and you can say something yeah. and we can kind of go from there yeah. until we've bored our fans or our well, listeners. Well, that, that, happened, that happened as soon as we said this ain't talking. That's true. That's true. That's true. So for me, um, Disneyland and Disney World, uh, brings back some really good memories. Disneyland, because of my trip that I took with my parents in 1976, bicentennial year. So to this day, I have the Disneyland map. My mom gave it to me. It's it's kind of in in uh, bad shape, but I'm getting ready to put it in a frame, and, and Hobby Lobby's going to uh, make it look nice for me. I have postcards from way back then, from when we visited. I yeah, have parking... Just, just- you display these? Well, I'm going to. Like, oh, okay. for instance, here you go, Dave, right here. Oh, okay. And uh, and then I have these postcards. And I love it because when you open it up, it's it's good old Walt Disney talking to you. Oh, yeah. You know what? You need to take uh, you need to take pictures of these. I know that we're hopefully on video right now, but you need to take pictures of these and put them on our uh, I will Facebook page and Instagram page. Yeah, I'll do that. And I have my my mouse my uh, mouse ears, you know, from way back when. Yeah, can you still wear a, them? Yeah. Oh no, uh, okay. I have uh, a small Abraham Lincoln statue that you know Abraham Lincoln was animatronic back no, then. No, I, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh man, okay, I'm sure you don't. Okay. But and even on my computer screen display is a photo of my parents standing in front of the Disneyland entrance. Oh, really cool. Yeah. So I love to display that kind of stuff. Yeah. What about you? Well, and, and obviously photos. I think probably that's what most people would say. And my wife likes to do not just photos, but she does photo collages and hang them on the wall uh, of particular themes, like, for instance, uh, families, vacations or whatever. Uh, one of my treasured pictures is a picture that I have when I was meeting Dan Quayle. And uh, I will also put that on our, I don't have it with me right now, but I will also go ahead and put that on our Instagram page and Facebook page because it's a very special time in my life where he's signing my autograph and no, his autograph, sorry. not He's signing your autograph. Okay. That's cool. (laughs) He says, Dave, can I write your name instead of mine? It just means so much. Yes. (laughs) So to this day, everybody has your name instead of Dan Quill's name on it. Wait, you want to see my autograph? Wait, this is your name. Yeah, but it was written by Dan Quayle. Yeah. So anyway, hey, but well, also I, like you, memorabilia from trips, uh, vacations, yeah. and also missions trips. That's uh, what I have too. Whenever I've gone on missions trips, I've always uh, purchased something there. Uh, yep. And we have those on display throughout the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on and on with our list. Charlie Brown, you said, you know, golfing stuff. Iowa Hawkeye, and on and on it goes. Uh, and, friend, you know, family display, friends display stuff. And there's kind know. of a there's kind of a newer uh, bent towards photo displays, and that is the digital uh, photo frames. 
You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Where you, you put those in, you program different photos and they change and everything. And so you can see, and that's a good way to, especially when you're uh, displaying vacation memories. It, that's a really good Christmas present or birthday yes, or anniversary present. Yeah. Or wedding present. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. But, you know, videos and home movies. Yeah. Um, th those are good. Christmas decorations. Yes. I think, I think, you know, our house, when we decorate for Christmas, it is a it is a monument to memories. Yes, it is. Yeah. We don't have a that. lot of new decorations and that's that's done intentionally. We have decorations on our tree and around the house that bring back special memories for both me and my wife. Are we not 94 days away from Christmas now or well, 95 it'll be, it, from where we are right now? It'll be 13 weeks from this coming Friday. Wow. Saturday. Wow. I, I grew up and I have a friend from church. In fact, the guy that's coming on our, our episode, Rob Shepard, he's got me a couple autographed Fran Tarkington uh, football card helmet. I mean, I just, I love it. Very cool. It's great. So well, yeah. you know, today in, in today's culture, you know, one of the one of the biggest ways that people display things is on Facebook and other social media. It yeah. may not be displayed in their home, but it's on their page for everybody to see. You know, so a yeah. lot of memories placed there. Yeah, it makes them feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't, and that's why even Facebook has a feature called memories. That's right. You go back and find out what you posted 12 years ago today, you know. And it's, it's I like cool. looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, anyway, memories that we put on display, they may not mean a whole lot to people around us, but that's not the point. To us, they're reminders of fun times, great people, maybe a simpler time, important events in our life trips, and just a whole lot more. But our greatest commodity in life according to many studies, and I, I think probably every person in the, who's listening to us would agree that the greatest commodity in life is time. Yeah. What, what would you, what would you say about that, Dave? I totally agree. You can't, you know, um, we're unable to buy more of it. We're unable to buy the past. And once it's lost, it can never be replenished. So it, instead of losing time, let's make the most of the time that we have. So we're not really losing time. Yeah, we're, we're just making the most of it. And that's what these memories reveal to us. Time time is such a commodity, but people uh, often waste that most precious commodity. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like I was talking about earlier. We can insure items that cost a lot of money, but you can't insure time. No, I mean, let's let's face it. You can always get more money. You yep. can always get more food and definitely you can always get more stuff. Mm -hmm. But if we lose time, we can't get it back. And that's it's what not. a lot of, yeah, a lot of people uh, are living such a busy life that they forget how important the commodity of now is. Yeah. And we've all heard stories of people that have gone bankrupt and yeah. uh, how they've slowly you know, come back out of it and they have a somewhat normal life once again. Yeah. But wasted time. That's the worst kind of bankruptcy because you can't yeah. get it back. That's you right. Can't. How many no. how many dads and moms out there have made other things a priority over their families and marriage only to discover later on that they lost all that time they could have had with their family and spouse? And, and I'm one of them. 
Yeah, I'm I, sure probably all of us would ha- could look back and say, "Man, I, I wish I could redo that period of time in my life because I chose, you know, to go to three weeks of camp during a summer instead of spending those times at home with my wife and kids." And, and I, I regret those days. I do. Well, I'm I'm sure I had that too, but we just recently with our 17 year old daughter, she's a senior. Mm-hmm. Poor girl, she's had to experience all the stupid stuff we've had to gone go through in the last year and a half with the storm damage and all that. And we finally, you know, crying and um, just okay, we can't change the past, but we can change now. So, what like we're implementing Monday, Thursday nights our our time together, you know. Mm-hmm. So Good. that's what we're Good. we're striving. That's Good. what we're striving for. Um, you know, we um, we don't display those kind of memories in our house or office um, uh, just for the sake of putting more stuff up on our walls. You know, right. we don't need more stuff. No. Um, and I think if you can can continually have those memories to put up those things that remind you of those great memories, you're living your life pretty good. Yeah, that's true. I guess what we're trying to say is spend time wisely on things that matter in life. Mm -hmm. It's time spent, time, time spent that you won't regret with people you love and things you love to do uh, that when you think about them later in life, it brings good thoughts and happy thoughts. Those are good things. Yeah, and Dave, we're we're not a Bible study, but we're both pastors and love Jesus more than we're pastors. And one of the things that I think we need to just be reminded of is that when this when time is over for us on earth, how we lived our life is going to determine our eternal destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm talking specifically in using my time to serve Jesus. Yeah. It's the greatest time spent. Paul said, make the most of every opportunity for the right. day, the, the, the night's coming. Yeah. And, um, and so I, just a, a, a quick reminder that you're not going to waste your time if you serve Jesus Christ. And I know there's a lot of naysayers out there and I know there's a lot of people that don't believe, but I'm telling you at the end, I can only stand on the word of God at the end of my life. How I live my life for the Lord, yeah, it's gonna matter. That's right. How I how I pastored my kids, my family is way more important than how I pastored my church. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah, you know, somebody one one time told me anybody could have married your wife. Or I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, sorry, I got that backwards. Anybody could pastor your church but you're the only one who can marry your wife. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, say so that, long. say that again, Dave. That was really good. Let me say, let me see. Yeah. What it's supposed to be. <laughs> Anybody can pastor your church, but you were the only person who's been called to marry your wife. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, <laughs> that was good. You know, that's usually stuff folks that happened to me, but I love it when it happens to the other Dave. It's great. So that that's one. I'll, this is a memory now I'll have. Hey, honey, anybody could have married you. <laughs> oh, uh, waka, man. waka, waka. Yeah. You know, uh, 
my wife, she does not, we don't really have a whole lot of pictures on walls right now. Uh, we have art and different things. She's got a theme like beach. If you know my wife, she loves the beach. Okay. She grew up in Midwestern Illinois and on a farm and, but she loves the beach. And one of the things that we did this time was we made a display of all the seashells that we got put sand in it and have that on display. That's probably one of the best things that we look at every time we come home is uh, it's time that her and I spent and our family spent together um, there. So it's, it's um, it, those things, those things matter. Yeah. Well, you know, my wife, um, she's, she lost her mother recently. Yeah. A couple of years ago. And I noticed that she's taken some of her mother's jewelry and is displaying it. Um, like for instance, with pictures, like she'll put a necklace over one of the pictures of her mother. Yeah. Um, so that means a lot to her. So. Yeah. Right. They, they do those. And you know, I think maybe, I don't know if this is proven, but I wonder if guys display their memories more than women. Huh? Now that's an interesting thought, Dave. I hadn't thought about that. That may be, there may be some truth to that. I, I I think maybe it's easier for guys to be sentimental in that way. They don't want to say a lot of stuff, but they'll surely display that stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. You know what though? It's, it's not really so much what we display, although those things are important to us, but it's how much fun we had with the people we love and cherish. That's right. The opportunities that were once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. Um, th- that's good. And I think it's, it's great to talk about memories. You know, just, just last night, my wife and I started talking about some memories that we had with our children when they were growing up. And I think more fun than looking at pictures is talking about those memories with people that you love. Yeah. You know, um, this is important. I, if there's anything that people get out of this is get out there and make memories. Yes. Make Make memories. Mm-hmm. it's more important than making money. I mean, yes, you got to make money, but you, you money comes and goes, you spend it, you do whatever, but memories, man, they last. That's right. Well, folks want to thank you for listening. We were always, as always want to thank Andy. Thank and you, Andy. We've had a good time and please don't forget to comment and share this podcast with your friends. And Hey, why don't you message us uh, on our two days uh, podcast Facebook page or our Instagram page because we honestly would be happy to talk with you. Yeah, it, for sure. Well, this was fun, Dave. Until next time, um, you know, make some memories. You know, it, it's hard to believe, but this episode is already now a memory. It is. It is. But one thing we want you to always remember, two days are always better than one.